here. Hello, Multiplex Loves Movies. It's the people who are always here a lot of the time. It's me, Tim the Hulk Burkala. I'm joined by the best manager in the business, Cody Newberry. And then that other guy who shows up here from time to time, him. The Wait, second right best there. manager in the business. By default. <laughs> Is it the, are you, though? Who else is a manager in this business? Nico in Brooklyn. Are you about to say I'm not better than Nico or Brooklyn? Leave. How I'm many people in Brooklyn? I'm done with how many, right now. How, how many titles I'm, do you have? Get, get someone else to judge your debate. One. Okay. Go get someone else to judge your debate. Okay. Hey, why right. sweetest? Hi, why sweetest? Who? The guy, the guy in the chat, Garth McMurray. We name, his nickname is Wise Fetus. Oh, I did I did not know that was a thing. Anyway, we're here with another episode of Multiplex Loves Movies. We're shaking things up. I mentioned it in the Facebook uh, post about this episode that um, I sat down with the team, uh, the team being these two people here, and I said, guys, Multiplex Loves Movies, what can we do to revamp it? It's not working. I want to bring it to the people, something new and exciting. So we're trying something different today. Let us know how you like it. We're going to try like a news-based type thing, uh, talking about the stories that um, I personally am most interested from this week. Um, hopefully what you guys are interested in. It seemed like these were topics that we were all excited to talk about. So it's not just like, not well, not every topic, but you know, every these are things that were uh, big this week in movie news. Um, if we if there was a big TV topic, we could probably throw that in too. There wasn't a lot coming out of TV this week. Stranger Things four is getting a new season. Whatever, like I don't give a shit about that. What but is Stranger Things? I haven't seen season three yet. So, but anyway, the first thing one. we're gonna do um, on this episode is talk about the box office from last week. So we're gonna break down what happened last week in the box office. Uh, so coming in at number one at the box office was Abominable. Uh, number two carrying over from last week was Downton Abbey. And then we've got Hustlers, It Chapter 2, and Ad Astra. Caleb, are there any surprises here at the box office for you? I didn't know there were that many people in the United States that liked Downton Abbey. Uh, okay. I'm going to be real with you. Um, so number two, congrats to those guys. Like They were number guys. one last week. Good for you guys. You dunked on Brad Pitt in space, <laughs> which was a good movie, actually. If you haven't seen Ad Astra, good movie. Yeah, um, a lot of people are going to see this movie. This is the movie of the senior citizens. I think that everybody sure. is going to see uh, Downton Abbey for sure. Cody, what about you? Are there any like standouts from the box office? No. Um, that when you put a kids movie out, especially after your last kids movie was a while ago. Huh? Oh well. Last kids movie in general? Yeah, wasn't Dora. it like Secret Life of Lion King? Dora, yeah. Either way, it did like once you go a little bit, parents need to get out of the house and let their kids be try to be quiet for two hours. So that's why Abominable's number one. It will always be if you pick the right release date. Um, and I haven't seen most of those movies, so I have really no opinion on any of that actually. Yeah, I've seen all of them except for Downton. I actually haven't seen it. haven't seen the show, so I don't really have an interest to go and see it. I might go check it out just because I hear, you know, the costume design and everything from that side of things is really impressive for the movie. But um, all in all, yeah, the box office doesn't really surprise me. Other new movies um, that were released, Judy, which I did see. 
uh, came in at number seven. This is about Judy Garland. It only made $2.9 million, which is actually more than I would have expected from a movie like this that's in it was only released in uh 400 500 theaters so two million from 500 theaters that's pretty actually impressive um and like i said i saw the movie last night and i really enjoyed it like i don't know a lot about Judy, but i enjoyed the movie a lot so i am a minnesotan so i am contractually obligated mm -hmm. by my state to be a judy garland fan um from minnesota grand rapids yeah um, and so, yep, she's a Minnesota native. Um, but um, her story is really interesting. Like, if you've ever like looked into it, so like, I'm I want to see it. I heard Renee Zellweger is like got the Oscar on Lock. She's so. she's a. Well, I, I don't know. If, I got to see other movies before I say that. But Lock for a nomination for sure. The Maggie okay. put it perfectly, where she said the movie's just fine, but she's great. She's fantastic. Okay. All, the, all the performances are good. Um. Oh fuck! Who plays Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter? Uh, Michael Gambon. Yeah, Michael Gambon. He's in the movie for a few scenes, and every time he speaks, I feel like Dumbledore is lecturing me. Like his voice is just so iconic, where he's just like talking about uh, like whatever. It just feels like he's just being Dumbledore. Uh, Finn Whitrock, I believe, is his name. He was in this. He's really good. So there's a lot of good performances in it, but he, she's definitely the reason you go to see the movie. Um, also, kind of weird thing. Um, so Fathom Events put out uh, the Friends 25th anniversary, like special two-night-only screenings of like yeah. certain episodes of Friends. And that thing grossed a million point one at the box office from like a three-night event. It's Friends, dude. Friends Over makes money. Dollars. It's That's on Netflix. Insane. What? It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yes, it is on Netflix, but not not, not after December. Well, yeah, but even still, like you, you. I mean, it makes sense. Like if you charge fifteen bucks a ticket, which most Fathom events do, but still, the fact that this thing and it was only in it was in fifteen hundred theaters, and it grossed one point one million. That's insane. That's a lot of money. Um, but yeah, no, those are the, basically the big things. I'm sad that Rambo is, uh, slowly dying off, but that's okay. It only made 8 million this weekend, but even though that movie's amazing, right, Caleb Coho? It's okay. It exists. It's the, uh, best Rambo movie since the first one, but that's very wrong. Very wrong. Anyway, uh, does anybody else have anything they want to say about the box office? Um, no, nah. no. Nothing. Let's get into the big thing. Uh, the biggest story from this week, at least for us nerds, uh, Spider-Man is home. He's home again for the second time now. Uh, he's back at the MCU, at least for two more movies, one solo film and an appearance in another MCU film. So they've got him for two more movies. Um, I told you so. I literally, Maggie's giving me the eye roll, but I literally said... When he left the MCU, I tweeted about it. I Facebooked it. I said on all the shows, he'd be back. It was a matter of time. This is how these things work. I said it was like a marketing thing. Technically not a marketing thing, but Disney knew what they were doing. Um, and it worked. And so I know a lot of people are in the – or I'm in the minority, and a lot of people are saying that, like, okay, yeah, you know – 
Disney's a greedy corporation. They own everything. Like Sony, good for you for keeping Spider-Man and saying no to Disney when they wanted 50-50. I honestly don't give a fuck about that. I'm a Disney shill. I have said it to the heavens. I will worship at the altar of Disney forever. Don't even care. Um, so to me, this is just awesome because that means that I get more of my favorite hero in my favorite movies. I don't really care about the business side of it, which I know is like maybe stupid of me to say, but I, I, I really don't. I'm just happy that they were able to come to some sort of solution to get him for at least a third and final movie um, in this trilogy, because the way they left far from home, like it was going to be hard as hell to do another movie outside of the MCU. Cody, how do you feel about all this Spider-Man business? Uh, yeah. So Tom Holland and Spider-Man never left the MCU. Um, they were never gone. Uh, that's called negotiation. Uh, Disney said, hey, I want 50-50. They said, no. All right, try to do one without us. Go ahead. And walked away. And so somebody's like, yeah, we're stuck to our guns. And then they sat there and thought, no, we're going to have to have Disney because we let him have them have creative control and their entire thing is we've woven into the MCU. You can't do the next movie without the MCU. So they just sat back and waited and he they were coming back. Tom Holland wasn't happy about it. The team yeah. wasn't happy about it. No one was pro Sony on this. So and I honestly believe I understand greedy corporations. Marvel does a lot with that property. That's the one reason the two movies have been super successful. Sony, you don't have the greatest track record when it comes to Spider-Man, especially Spider-Man like multiple movies. Like you do the first two Raimi, you did Amazing Spider-Man, which is okay, and then you did three in Amazing Spider-Man. You don't know how to continue. So, yeah, it was I we literally had a nerdgasm question. Somebody said, "What about who should play Spider-Man or something like that when he leaves the MCU. And I was like, we're going to get a new story in the next week that says this has changed and look what happened. So yeah, I'm not shocked at all. I'm, I'm really happy because I love the first two movies and I'm excited for the third one. So, and there'll be, there'll be a fourth one and there'll probably be a fifth one. They'll go back to the negotiation tables. They'll sit there and do the same thing. And at one point probably Disney will buy Sony. So who cares? Yeah, I hope so. Um, I hope that all happens. I don't know if that's going to. I have a feeling that personally that they're going to do this third movie and that might be it. Only uh, if Holland walks away. If Holland walks away, I can see it. But if he stays in, I don't see them having being able to move on. Um, for sure. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just think that, you know, Sony is confusing because, like you said, they did the first two Raimi movies and those were obviously wildly successful. Not that the third one wasn't successful it's the highest other than far from home i think it's the highest grossing spider-man movie so um clearly like people love spider-man but they just like they don't you can tell they're meddling in the movies and when they don't meddle is when like magic happens like you can clearly tell that into the spider-verse is a or movie not made by yeah, it wasn't meddled with. Like, the people who no. made the movie, like, got to do what they wanted to do. They were left alone, and they made the movie, and it won a friggin' Oscar. And so it just – it makes sense that, like, when they, they try to, like they, – they clearly thought, like, oh, it's an animated movie. Like, nobody's going to care. And it blew up, and it was one of the best movies of last year. Um, yeah. And so I just don't I, – I'm glad that they – 
not came to their senses, but just like that they came to this deal. Uh, Caleb, what about you? How do you feel about this whole thing? Um, I'm I, I'm very much on like the business side of things. I that's part, like box office and like deals and stuff are like kind of something I geek out about a little bit. Um, so like when it comes to the deal that they had originally, I think Disney's first offer is completely legitimate and was a good deal. Maybe not necessarily for Sony, but Sony they realized like splitting the financing 50-50 means they only have to pay to make half a Spider-Man movie and it's going to be in the MCU and they get all the access. It makes sense. And then they cut half the profits. But like, if you think about how Marvel movies do, they do gangbusters. So if they were with Marvel, they'd be making a lot more money and splitting half of like a billion or a billion and a half, which is still a lot of money and about as much as what a Spider-Man movie solo by them would make in total that they'd keep a hundred percent of. And so like the new deal is like, it's not great for Disney, but I think that's why they did a short term one because I think, um, the, the 25% total gross and like financing a quarter of the budget is fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think Disney is doing that as a temporary fix so they can do two more movies to wrap it up or at least make a satisfying conclusion that if they don't come to a new deal, they could be like, okay, cool, we're done with it. But also, I'm, I'm pretty confident the next time they come to the table, Disney's coming with an offer to buy Spider-Man. Not Sony because they can't buy Sony, but then it's then it breaks truancy. But they would, I think, they'll come next time with a deal to buy the Spider-Man property. Yeah, I mean, there was something you said in there that um, that I think makes a lot of sense, and that's that the Amazing Spider-Man two, which was the last like movie before Homecoming, before he came into the MCU, that movie didn't make a ton of money when you think about Spider-Man movies. Two hundred. 250 i think was where it maxed out worldwide it Mm -hmm. went to like 700 maybe but when you think about like that even like for me i saw far from home in the theater like four or five times because of its connections to endgame and the mcu because and i love spider-man so like i love the spider-man story i love the connections to the mcu that's why this movie made so much money. That's why Far From yeah. Home made so much money was because it's, it was the follow-up to Endgame, and that's how they it's add the Iron Man. Movie. It's the Iron Man three effect. Iron Man three did gangbusters because it was the first movie after the Avengers. Except this is a good movie, but also that that said, uh, sorry. Um, if if Sony went on to make another Spider-Man movie without the MCU, and they're thinking we're going to get a hundred percent of the profits. But you don't make a good movie, nobody it's not gonna make one point three billion dollars like this one did. So um I think yeah, we're all like we're all in agreement. We're happy he's yeah. are gonna make a third movie. Hopefully we get some more JK Simmons in there. Uh that would be absolutely fantastic. Spoilers, sorry guys. Um, but let's move on to the next topic, which is the, my uh, most anticipated topic of this show, and that is The Irishman, Martin Scorsese's new film, coming to Netflix November 27th, I believe, and in a limited run in theaters November 1st. Um, it just screened at the New York Film Festival, I believe, um, to great acclaim, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, people are loving this movie, saying it is a lock for nominations, best director, uh, best picture, best actor, and supporting actor across the board. Guys, um, I cannot be more excited. Caleb, I'm going to start with you on this one. How do you, are, 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 are you looking forward to this movie at all? Um, 
I'm the Scorsese novice of the three. I've only seen five Scorsese's. There's only one of the five that I don't love, and that's Hugo. Um, but of our of our crew here, uh, I, I was the one that I think was the least excited for the Irishman, not because I didn't know what it was about or anything, just because I'm not uh, a Scorsese diehard like you two. And then this last trailer came out, and um, I'm in. I'm totally in. Uh, it looks great. Uh, if there's if there was ever a chance, I think, for Pesci and De Niro and Pacino to all make one last Oscar push, like real big Oscar push to win stuff, it's this one. Uh, Pesci only won once and hasn't anything like since that's gotten him in the conversation. So like, if the, any of them were going to make a push for one last run, it's this one. Yeah, um, great. I haven't actually seen that trailer that you're talking about. I stayed away. I don't want to see it. I am excited for the movie. I saw the first teaser. I know I'm going to love this movie. Um, I would be shocked if I didn't love this movie. Caleb's eating a soup or something. I don't a know what he's a, a little bit. bit. Uh, a little I, I haven't eaten yet today. Sorry. I'm beyond excited for this movie. Uh, yeah. Only Martin Scorsese could bring Joe Pesci out of retirement. Um, I, I've heard that there's some issues with like the de-aging in the trailer and stuff, but and in the movie itself. I don't really care as long as they tell a good story. Um, I, couldn't from what I, I couldn't okay, tell what, how old they were at all. From, yeah. And so from what I hear this movie, you know, just getting um, absolutely ridiculous reviews makes me so happy. Cody, what about you? Um, yeah. Scorsese, De Niro, Mafia. Yeah. You, you, you had me uh, pretty much mob mentality. I'm, uh, you can't trust. There's not a director working that you can trust more with uh, crime movies than Scorsese. And when you talk about the dream team putting together, even Pacino, again, he's not been the greatest in the last coming years. You can say that about De Niro too. I think Scorsese brings the best out in, especially De Niro. So I'm really excited. I think that I'm reading this correctly. The runtime's three hours and thirty minutes. It's three hours and 30 minutes long. Yeah. I have never wow. been more excited in my life. I wish he would have said five hours and 53 minutes because I would have <laughs> been there for all five hours. The Literally, I stayed away from the trailer as well because I figure if I watch the DA gene or anything like that, I don't want to have any anything blur my judgments or know anything about it before it happens. So uh, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. Uh, and it's got Pesci in it, so I'm really excited to see him again. Uh, so I'm pumped for that. Uh, yeah, I just, like, I can't even I, – I, I'm lost for words just because, literally, I agree with everything you guys said. I'm well, – also, also, I love it that Spielberg said last year, I don't think a Netflix film should ever be considered blah, blah, blah. And Scorsese is like, hold my beer. Uh, watch, yeah. watch me work and watch me get it nominated because yep. he will. Watch him, watch him win. Right. Oh, it, he, oh, honestly, like you guys know, and for the people out there who don't know, Scorsese's my favorite director. I pretty much there's maybe a handful of movies of his I don't like, um, but even the ones I don't like, it, it's he has such a deep filmography. Right at this point, there are going to be hits and misses at this point. So absolutely, and and a lot of the ones I don't like are actually honestly pretty early in the career. Where like bef like right before he hit his stride with like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy and stuff like that, so um, I'm so excited. Cannot wait for this movie. I hope I get a chance to see it in the theater. Um, I'm telling myself that I'm gonna wait to see it in the theater, but if I don't get to before November 27th, like 
Uh, I don't know. There was there's a theater right by me that did play Roma in the theater, but they didn't play it until after it it had been nominated for a bunch of stuff. Oh. So so I'm hoping that that theater plays this before uh, before the uh, Oscar nominations and before it's out on Netflix so that I can see it in a theater. But I I will watch this yep. the moment that it's released on Netflix for sure. I I'm so excited. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next topic, which is actually going back to a bit of a greedy corporation stuff that we were kind of hinting towards. <laughs> okay. So here's the story. Here's what happened. Bob Iger has written a book. Um, I don't read books guys. I don't know if you know that I, I watched the movies and the TV, and I played the games. I don't really read the book. Unless it's Star Wars or the Bible in the title, I don't really read the books. Uh, so, but Bob Iger wrote a book. I don't know what it's called. Couldn't tell you. But there's a part in the book where uh, he goes through uh, the purchase of Disney and Lucas, or I'm sorry, of Lucasfilm and Star Wars to Disney. Um, and in that, basically what happened was Lucas, George Lucas, gave Bob Iger and Disney three or four screenplays that were kind of his map out <clears throat> of a new trilogy. So seven, eight, nine, and also a solo Han Solo movie. Those are his four screenplays. And he said to Iger and to Disney, please use these or like at least take ideas from them and they basically said sure george we'll do that and they didn't and so george in this book by bob Iger, Iger said that george felt quote betrayed by disney and lucasfilm um i have opinions about this but i'm gonna go to cody first because you yeah. seem to be having a visceral reaction uh so this is the dumbest news story in the history of the universe i just watched phantom menace and i wanted to ram my head through the tv until duel of the fate i don't trust where do you sit as the creator of star wars and you sold it for Four billion dollars. Your entire corporation for four billion dollars. Where do you have the gall to say, "Hey, you have to use my blueprints"? No, you sold it. You're out of this. You have no other say in it. This is no, you're no longer your property. You make no more on it. You sold it for four billion dollars. So the fact that he is betrayed by it. Guess what? I was betrayed by the prequels. Okay, and I'm glad they didn't trust your. Format either because I didn't like your, I didn't like your vision for the prequel, so I don't want to see what's beyond it. I, I don't. I've said this before on record. I don't believe George Lucas is a great, a good director. I think he's a terrible, terrible director, honestly. Um, because of what, what? I agree with you. Yeah, people put him as this like visionary and this amazing guy, but if you basically break down his career, he came up with a great idea. Other people did it better and executed it better. So you're a great visionary. You're not a great director. And so, yes, they didn't use it. But at the end of the day, you didn't want to make any more. You came out on record to say this. So when they offered you $4 billion, you wash your hands and you move on. 
are you upset you took $4 billion? I don't think you are. You're counting your cash. You're spending your life. You didn't want to make any more. So enjoy it and don't go watch them. Don't pay attention to it. You're not betrayed. They did the right thing because you don't want, if you, you don't sell something, you don't sell somebody's house and then go back and say, oh, you're really doing that in, in, with the yard? Uh, well, but you sold it to me. Yeah, but I still like this house and I don't want you to screw up the house. No, it's not your house. Get out of the yard. Literally, Call the yeah. House. yeah. It's a good. It's a good analogy. Um, I have like three, go, Caleb, I'll, I'll three things. Three <clears throat> things. Like I, I, I feel like you're gonna go like big, and you have like opinions. I don't have a lot of opinions. Okay, so then I'll go just, quick. I'll, I'll go quick. I'll just go quick. I'll just say, um, people weren't happy with what he did. So, from a business standpoint, why take the chance on making three bad movies? Using the creator's scripts after making two and a quarter bad movies out of the prequels, and it's like, yeah, it's like, why take that risk? I mean, as 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 I, I go Disney, I totally like give it to people that you know can take maybe an idea or two out of these scripts, maybe one or two ideas that you like that you want to make them work, uh, and run with it. Like, and, and I think they have been making good movies so far. So, yeah. Um. Okay. Couple things. Uh, Garth in the chat. Behind me is a bookcase that is filled with Blu-rays, my friend. Uh, those are not books; those are films. Uh, I hate to break it to you. Also, he says Lucas said, um, "quote I sold my car and I don't like how the new owners are driving it and leaving fast food trash in the back seat." Fucking yikes! That's basically the same analogy. Cody. Attack of the clones. So Attack I'm kind of, of the clones. I'm kind of in the middle of you two. Um, with how I see this. I agree with you, Cody, in the sense that you sold it. There was nothing in the contract that said Disney had to use your scripts, Lucas. That being said, I also agree that Lucas is not a good director. Um, out of the three, it's hard because I think that that first movie, Star Wars, is like he directed it. It's it's a masterpiece, but I don't think that comes from necessarily the direction. Uh, the best Star Wars movie, in my opinion, is Empire Strikes Back. And you take a director who clearly knows what they're doing directing, takes the story that Lucas comes up with and creates a screenplay and a path for the movie. And you do the same thing with part three. Lucas didn't technically direct the movie, even though a lot of people say he did. But he came up with the story. He builds the world. He's a great world builder. He knows what he's doing when it comes to creating stories. When it comes to writing dialogue and being behind the camera, he's not the most trustworthy person. So what I think should have happened, I would have been happy if they had taken Lucas's ideas and stories and then said, okay, J.J., Here's Lucas's episode seven script. Rework it to make it good, basically, and direct it. I would have been perfectly happy with that. Am I mad they didn't? No, I'm not mad. I love The Force Awakens. It's like my second favorite Star Wars movie. I love that movie. I like The Last Jedi a lot. I borderline love that movie. Uh, I like Solo. I don't really like Rogue One. So I have my issues with the Disney movies, but whatever. But I do think that... Him saying that he feels betrayed, I get where he's coming from, but at the same time, like Cody said, you sold your house, you sold the car. Unfortunately, it's not up to you. I understand why you're upset, but you sold it. 
And if you really wanted to make your vision of 7, 8, and 9, you could have done that with Fox. They would have done it. Uh, I, I, I truly believe that. That Fox, there's no way Fox wouldn't have funded a $200 million Star Wars movie for George Lucas for Episode 7. There's no way they would not have. So um, that's just kind of my baseline thoughts on it. Cody, What, what what's up? It's, it's, I think if he would have sold it in 83, 86, 90, he would have had a way better stance on doing this. The prequels came out. That's the thing that we can't remember. So he told us, he literally, all he had to do was tell the story of the characters he already set up in the beginning. And he could not get that to the finish line. Like I like Revenge of the Sith. Like I'm one of those people that actually think that movie is not a bad movie. I think the movie is not great, but I don't think it's bad. It has a lot of good Star Wars moments that I enjoy. And it's not a, a total drag. I think Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace are terrible movies. I honestly do. Uh, I, I think do I think Darth Maul is a wasted villain. He's great in that thing, but he had all that timeline that he already knew where they had to go, but he couldn't piece them together. So I don't like the idea that he's going to piece a Star Wars movie together past that point. Like it's like you can't strike lightning twice. I don't believe he had it in him again because he already had tried. So they're looking at the success that. Most people after Revenge of the Sith didn't want other Star Wars movies right away. I mean, the fans did, of course, but the general public were probably like, no, we're good. I'm going to pass on that. So it's just it, that that car line is just annoying to me because, like, if I'm if I'm selling something and I'm like, I'm never I don't want to do any more of this. Uh, there's a price out there. Disney says, here's the price. And you say, yes. Yeah, it's your beloved children. It's your thing you created. It's what sparked your pretty much your career. But you got to move on, man. You got to move on. And like, it's not yours. You sold it. You could have held on to it. You could have lived all your life with all the royalties made off of it. Oh, you yeah. decided to sell it. It was your choice. And I, it's, it's, it's very egotistical to come out and say you're betrayed by the company. Like, they didn't owe you anything. The, once the check was signed, they, they made their part of the bargain. And of course, you sit in the negotiation. Sure. Sure. We'll keep up the house. We'll keep it up. Next week, a, a bulldozer comes in and demolishes the house. Well, it's my house now. I didn't want it anymore. I'm going to do my own thing with it. And you're allowed Absolutely. to do that. It's not rude. It's just, it's business. It's literally business. And he's having his emotions play into it. But I'm sure he's not upset about the money he got. I I agree. That's the It's the hard thing. I do agree with you. I just think that, you know, he is a good storyteller in the sense that he can create worlds and characters and stuff. He's just not the best at executing them. Um, so again, I get why he's upset, but at the same time, he doesn't really like, it's not, it wasn't in the contract. Like that if Iger had said, yes, George, we're going to put it in here. We're going to use your scripts. Then yeah, then we've got a problem. They're breaking the law, but he didn't. So uh, that's how I feel about that. Caleb, do you have any final thoughts on this? No, you guys pretty much summed it up perfectly. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you wanted your movies made, you would have made them. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next topic, which is an interesting one: uh, Birds of Prey or the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. A terrible fucking title. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Uh, it should have just been called Birds of Prey, but we got a trailer for it. I think today, right? Trailer dropped today. 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 Um, 
I actually saw a sneak peek of this in the theater. Uh, I think anybody who went to see It Chapter 2 saw a sneak yeah, peek. Yeah, that, and that sneak peek trailer was better than the actual one. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with you there. But uh, there was a 45-second teaser of Birds of Prey before It Chapter 2, and now this trailer drops today. Um, I've seen the trailer one time, and uh, it's fine. It's entertaining. Yeah. It looks like kind of more of what I wanted Suicide Squad to be, uh, which is R-rated, uh, violent, and just kind of fun. I think that's what Suicide Squad wanted to be, or at least what Warner Brothers wanted Suicide Squad to be before they went in and like, or after they went in and like muddled with the movie. Um, that being said, I think I think the trailer's fine. Uh, I like Ewan McGregor in the trailer a lot as Black Mask. I think he looks really, really good. Yeah. I think Margot Robbie looks great, as always. Um, the other characters are barely in this trailer. It's yeah. mostly Harley Quinn and Black Mask. Uh, the other birds are barely featured here. Um, so we'll see yeah. what actually happens in the movie. But I like what I saw. I don't hate – I didn't hate anything I saw in this trailer. It looks quirky. Uh, it looks uh, fun. Garth is right. Uh, we saw Black Mask with no Black Mask. Uh, that's accurate. That's 100% true. Um, we'll go to Caleb first on this one. What did you think of the trailer? Yeah, I got thoughts. Uh, I think a Birds of Prey movie, if you're going to make a Birds of Prey movie, should be about, <coughs> should be about the Birds of Prey. Um, I, um, I guess I don't really understand why we're making a Harley Quinn movie and, and making it about the Birds of Prey. Uh, the Joker's in this trailer, like if you hear Jared Leto says a new original line in this trailer, you're nothing he? without yeah, it listen to it. You're nothing without me is the Jared Leto's Joker. Um, and if he's in this movie for a cameo, uh, that might be cool. I guess I don't know. I, I guess I guess what I think about this movie is it looks like fun. Um, I think it's completely mistitled and mismarketed, and I hate that Black Mask is not wearing a black mask. I, I hate that he does not have his black skull mask, but also it's a comic book movie. They change things. It looks fun. I'll get over it. Um, Huntress looks cool in the three shots that we see of her, uh, yeah, so I'm hyped for that. Uh, Cody, what about you? I'm really confused. This movie is called Birds of Prey, but this is called Harley Quinn. Um this is all she is. Uh, again, I don't trust. I don't trust the DC universe at all. I don't. I have zero faith. Zero. Um, I honestly, I like Shazam, but at the end of the day, I didn't like Aquaman. I haven't liked anything coming from that studio. The Joker may change my mind, but that's a complete difference of what they're going with. Um, the DC can cut a trailer. They're great at cutting a trailer. What they're not good at is cutting a two-hour movie. Like, they're not, like, at this point. So, I mean, I do I like Harley Quinn? Yes. Um, do I like Jared Leto's Joker? Hell no. Um, do I like uh, the use of Black Mask? Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, that's um, great. I like, I like that stuff that they're doing, but, again, I don't trust them. I don't – I'm not excited for it because, like, Suicide Squad, if we all look back, Suicide Squad, the trailer was awesome. Like, yeah. no one had a real issue with the trailer because we were excited because we're like, okay, this is where we need. And then we got the movie we did. Well, and the, trailer, the, super the trailer came out before BVS. So yeah. all we had when this trailer dropped was Man of Steel. Right. So even when BVS's yeah. trailer dropped, excited. No, their trailer was fantastic. I think 
Aquaman's trailer, I think, was awesome. I think Justice League's trailer was great. There was no real issues that I faced. But then when the movie comes out, I'm really, like, underwhelmed and not excited. And I think it's just the bias that I live in, that I live in the same place where I get MCU movies. And I've seen successful comic book movies brought to life and good storyline overall. I just don't know where they're going. I just don't get what the plan is. Like we're doing birds of prey and we're doing suicide squad Two, a movie that is known to be the worst probably of them. I mean, I would say BBS is actually the worst movie. Yeah. But it's like, it's weird where it's going at this point. Like I don't, I thought we're doing a reset. Maybe we're not doing a reset anymore. We're doing this. Like I, I, I'm just confused. I don't think, I don't and think there is a plan. Then <laughs> well, that's so, true. Yeah, the as far as like where they're going, to me, I I stopped caring with Aquaman. Uh, when Justice League ended, I was immediately like, okay, I don't like this movie, but I do like the characters. I want to see what happens next, and Aquaman is so detached, and Shazam is so detached. It just kind of makes me think, like, I, I don't need everything to be super connected. Mm. Uh, I wish it was, and I wish they could do it successfully. But I actually liked Aquaman a lot. I, I, I'm i in the minority, I think, in this group that I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, and I think she's, I actually like Aquaman more than Shazam, to be completely honest. Um, and I think Shazam is fun, but I don't I don't love it like a lot of other people do. Um so I, I'm just kind of taking it movie by movie. I'm seeing okay. Joker in a couple days, and I hope we'll we'll get into Joker. We're gonna talk about that next, but um I I just want to see a good movie. I, I I guess if if it happens to connect, great. I um, just want I just want a good villain. I think the DC yeah. movie that I have said before, a Batman villains are arguably the best in any medium. They are they have the best. And I, 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 again, I'm not very versed in everything else, but I would assume that could carry over to a lot of different ones. The DCU or D worlds of DC or DC doing solo projects is, I honestly believe they have not been successful with one villain yet. I don't believe there has been one great villain. I think Shazam's weakest part was the villain. I think BVS, Jesse Eisenberg was terrible and including, uh, whatever that whatever that character was. I believe Zod was terribly used. I believe uh, Enchantress mixed with uh, people from Gods of Egypt and Suicide Squad were terrible. I, I just, I feel like overall they have not done a villain properly. Yeah. So it's weird to make another movie about a villain. I like King Orm. Who? I Orm? do not like Patrick Wilson at oh, all in that movie. Exactly. Oh, Ocean Master. Get off I like my Patrick head. Wilson, okay? I, I like, I like Mark Strong Savannah, but I like I wouldn't say he's like the strongest villain. Like he might be the strongest villain we have by default. He's probably Garth brings up a great point. The villain in Wonder Woman, like I love that woman. I love Wonder Woman. That battle is terrible and the villain is not good. Yeah. Um, so it's like give me a villain. I, I hate going to watch a superhero or a comic book or anything where I don't see an antagonist that I actually feel like exciting about like that i feel like oh now this is a game changer like 
Like, again, I think MCU struggles with that too at times. It's just, can we get a good villain on screen, please, that's not named the Joker? Like, yeah. Well, and the Joker isn't. It's terrible. So, I don't, yeah, Yeah. I also, no. I'm, I am, out of the three of us, I think probably the one that's the DC show. Uh, they're my, they're my all time. Like that's my favorite comic books. They have all my favorite characters. I love DC. Um, and when it comes to the cinematic universe, uh, I give a couple of them a pass more than some of you guys do. I hate man of steel. I hate suicide squad. I don't hate BVS. I don't hate, I don't like justice league. I like wonder woman a lot. Um, Aquaman's meh. Uh, but like when it comes to like the thing they're doing, I think the plan the thing, if I'm them, this is what I'm doing, is I'm hoping Birds of Prey is good. I'm hoping James Gunn's The Suicide Squad is able to reset that bit. And what I'm doing is I'm fast-tracking a Flash 2 while I'm working on my Batman side projects and my Joker Flash side one. projects. Uh, well, Flash 1, not Flash 2. Flash 1, sorry. Uh, but making that, and making that Flashpoint and doing the reset. I'm resetting this universe and merging Robert Pattinson's Batman, and I'm taking probably Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and I'm putting everything that works in one place and starting over. Because See, they the, don't have an app like anymore, and they don't have the, Henry Cavill. There's a, there's a problem there, though, is because, like, and I don't disagree with you. In a perfect world, I would love that. But... Joaquin doesn't want to do another Joker movie. Well, then not Joaquin, but you just get someone who actually cares he about the Joker. He, he doesn't want to do another Joker movie. Henry Cavill's out. If you think yeah. you're ever going to see Henry Cavill as Superman again, I'm sorry. You're wrong. I yeah, love Batman. Yeah. I really do. I don't like Justice League or BVS very much, but I love Ben Affleck, ben Affleck as Batman. But then their Wonder Woman was successful, so they're keeping Gal Gadot around for a second movie. And then Shazam was successful, so they're going to do another one of those with Zachary Levi, which takes in the same place as this universe. But then you've also got Aquaman, which made a billion dollars for some reason. So you're going to keep him around. But then you're resetting the Suicide Squad, but you're keeping Harley Quinn, and you're keeping uh, you're keeping Jai Courtney, and you're keeping Jared Leto. But then you're getting uh, all these you're getting Idris Elba and Taika Waititi in the movie. So it just there's this is this is why I say I'm I'm I I would be okay with them just kind of doing every man for themselves. And if if one day they I'm not against that either. They do if they do Suicide Squad two, and it happens to have a reference to Robert Pattinson's Batman. Cool, great, fantastic. But I don't need it to outwardly connect like the MCU. I think they tried too much, yeah. too quick, and they didn't do what the MCU did. Because if we look back at the Phase one of the MCU, you've got the first two Iron Man movies, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, and the Avengers. There's, in my opinion two amazing movies there and the rest of them are fine. You, you could have done that with the DC movies. You could have done a Superman movie, a Batman movie, an Aquaman movie, and then made an amazing Justice League movie. But instead they tried to play catch up and it didn't work. And now they're feeling the repercussions of that and it's making us all say it's a fucking disaster. So, Cody, what did you have to say? I just... I'm, I'm with you. I don't need connective if that's not what they're trying to do, but that's what they already gave us. So, like, I'm I'm really confused. Like, it's weird to break apart everything and not break apart all. Um, so I'm just I, – I just want good movies. And the problem is in 2008 to when the, when the Avengers came out, that was the first – 
really of its kind connected. So we were, the audience was way more forgiving at the time. Yeah. The audience is not forgiving anymore. The audience is very, if you put out a crap movie, they're not going to like you and they're going to, they're going to can it as soon as they possibly can. So that's why, like, I just think birds of prey has a good shot because I like Margot Robbie. I like the people that they have in place, but again, it's got to be beyond two hours, two minutes and 20 seconds. It's got to be able to carry the entire length. And can they, I don't like the odds, but we'll give it a shot because that's what suicide squad, everybody, it's the weirdest thing. Suicide squad came out and everybody's like, God, this movie is garbage, but that Harley Quinn, let's pull her out and let's put her. And then before we get like a man of steel two, or we get anything else, suicide squad two is greenlit. Exactly. What? Like it just makes it just feels like the direction at that studio does have any mindset of being normal or being on top of what they have. Like I think Henry Cavill with the right direction, not Zack Snyder, I think has a potential to be a great Superman. I honestly do. I just I think Superman's a boring superhero. So it's just it's rough to be that. But I think Zack Snyder is a visual director, so he's not Superman's not very visual. So I don't know. It's a it's a weird concept. Uh, but woohoo! Let's go. Let's hope there's more birds in this Birds of I Prey think, movie besides Harley Quinn. I think in a perfect world we hit the reset. We start over. We start for that race Batman. We just make good stuff. In a perfect world, yeah, that we get they, a good they Superman. Actually, they actually hit the gold when they hit Gal Gadot. When they made a good Superman, hundred percent. They were like, and, oh. and I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like Godot's gone. I'm saying we just make a Wonder Woman movie with Gal Gadot. We don't say it's where it's connected. You just make a Wonder Woman movie. I, I agree, and I feel the same way about the movie Doug Castle's talking about. I think Matt so Reeves is going to make a, a kick-ass Batman movie. I love love so Batman. I mean, it goes Spider-Man, and then it goes Batman. Um, so I, I'm super excited for Matt Reeves. That Planet of the Apes trilogy, I know he didn't do the first one, but those – it gets better for each one for me. Like Rise, Dawn, War, love all three of them. Um, he's an amazing director. I think Robert Pattinson's a fucking genius choice as Batman. I really do. I think he's going to be great. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens for sure. Uh, on that note, let's move into the final thing. Um, at the end of every show, uh, as long as we keep doing this, we're going to highlight uh, a movie that's coming out into theaters next week. The only wide release this week, gentlemen is DC's Joker. Um, are we excited? I am seeing the movie on Thursday, like probably most people will. Um, I am excited. I wasn't super excited, but then the reviews started to come out, and I was like, I'm still not going to get myself too hyped, like blah, blah, blah. And then that last trailer came out, which I thought was exceptional. I'm very excited for the movie. Keeping my expectations low because I don't want to go in thinking it's going to be like this best picture winner and then uh, have it turn out to be uh, not what I wanted. Uh, but it's produced by Scorsese's production company. He didn't produce it. His production company did. It's got a King of Comedy vibe, which is my top one in my top five favorite Scorsese movies. I think Joaquin looks incredible. De Niro's in the fucking movie. Um, Cody, what about you? Are you excited for Joker? As excited as I can be. Um, again, I this could be a lot like Rogue One for me. Um, with I need my Star Wars to have a little lightsaber action, a little bit more throughout it. Like I need the Jedi, 
Um, I need a Batman, maybe. That's what I'm feeling. I hope that's not the case. I hope that I go in and find the story of the character. In uh, I think Joaquin is an amazing actor, so I think he'll be able to carry the performance. I just believe this has a really bad shot because it is super hyped. It is hyped to the umph degree at this point because everybody is talking about the Joker being this great film. And it, my track record, when people say that about films, I don't end up liking them as much as I want to. Um, I'm going to see it hopefully Thursday night as well. Um, um, and I'll figure out if I like it then. Um, but the, the trailer has me really the king of comedy vibe. So that has me excited because that's, an, that's a great way to do this movie. It's just if Joaquin stays out of being super Joaquin, I think we have a really good shot at a really good movie. So yeah, I'm excited as I can be. I'm not, this isn't like my most touted film of the year. This is not like my run out and have to go see it. It's just, I have an out opening on Thursday. So why not take a shot at going to see it for when it's out and see if I like it. Yeah. Uh, Coho, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a show. So I'm, 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 I'm excited. Um, I just, I, I saw the first two trailers and I, I don't, I still don't know what the movie is. I still don't know what it is. And I love that. I love that. I have no idea what this movie's about. Um, or I, I get like, I get the, Oh, we're going to see this guy turn into the Joker and it's going to be crazy, but I'm, I'm in for the long haul of this, of this journey. Um, the two trailers have me sold that I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready to see Joaquin. I'm ready to see Joaquin in the makeup doing his thing. Um, and I, I really want to see what happens. Um, this could be great. This could be fine. But I think at worst, I think it's eh. At worst, I think it's an eh movie. At best, it could be an Oscar contender for the year. So I'm excited. I'm not like – my expectations and like my um, my hype level is like – I'd say my hype level is at like a 65%. So I'm not super – like I'm not super excited, but I'm not like in the middle or indifferent. But I'm like I'm, – I'm hype. I'm ready to see it. Yeah, I'm ready to. It's been, like I said, getting all of the awards and stuff at festivals. Uh, not Also not like my most anticipated movie of the year. But every week as it's gotten closer and closer, I've gotten more and more excited to see it. So um, I hope I like it. I hope I enjoy it. Um, I hope Maggie doesn't roll her eyes too much during the film because she hasn't really liked the trailers, have you, Maggie? No, she's shaking her head. No, she's going to do this a lot during the movie. That's that's what I'm going to see a lot during the film. I can guarantee that. All right, guys. That was great. We had a good time. Lots of great discussion here on some yeah. news stuff. Multiplex loves movies. A new little rebranding here. If you guys liked this episode and you liked what we did this time around, be sure to hit like and hit subscribe and comment and let us know uh, that you enjoyed what we did here and that you want us to do it again. Uh, tough nuggets, though. We're probably going to do it again next week. So, um, guys, thanks so much for being on. Do you either of you have anything you want to plug? For the good people uh, of the city. Um, if you're watching tomorrow, uh, we have movie villains. Your list sucks. Go check it out. Um, it was pre-recorded, um, but it's a fantastic list. Uh, Jay Burns appears on the show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and next week, the following week, Nazario takes the chair again. It's going to be best horror movies of all time. So if you have a list, please send it to him and me so we can decide on who's going to be on the show. We don't have anybody right now. 
anybody books. So if you want to be on, please send your list. Yeah, absolutely. And Caleb? Uh, Phantom Fight Friday, uh, Necronomicon and Viking Raiders debut against each other, and RJ takes on Lucas. Uh, so, yeah, another match for the singles title picture and team rookie title pictures. You don't want to miss them. We're, it, we're getting even closer to, to figuring out who our next contenders are, so just uh, keep watching. It's getting fun. Yeah, absolutely. Find out who I get to uh, play next in teams with Robert, please. I want to know so that uh, we can whoop up on them. But um, the only things I have to plug are to come back next week, next week Tuesday, to talk about the latest things in movie news and movie-related stuff. And again, watch Fandom Fight on Friday. Watch Your List Sucks tomorrow, um, every Wednesday with Cody Newberry. So thanks, as always, for watching, guys. Uh, again, be sure to hit like, hit subscribe, watch all the stuff we're doing around here. But again, that has been Caleb. That has been Cody. I have been Tim. Thank you so much for watching. And until next time, have a good one. Drive on safe.